to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, Parables and Object Lessons, you'll learn how and why Jesus used the physical world to introduce the spiritual world to his disciples and how the laws of nature relate to the Bible. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Now here's Rich and Susan with Solutions for Freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello everyone, my name is Rich Kallenberg. And my name is Susan Kallenberg. And we'd like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose. Parables and Objects Lessons is the name of the series and if you're looking for a reference on this program, it's Freedom to Choose program number 18, Parables and Object Lessons. And uh, before we get started, want to open with a word of prayer, Susan? Sure. Loving Father in heaven, we thank you once again for a great opportunity to talk about your principles and um, your parables and how you uh, reach down to humanity to explain things to us on a human level and because that's the kind of God you are, and we're grateful for that. Now we pray for your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so last time we talked a little bit about the lost sheep, and of course in Luke 15 we have the lost sheep, the lost coin, and and the lost son. And uh, these are some of my favorite things in the Bible is when Jesus talks about, because there's nothing better to me or for me is to have the picture of that, shepherd going out while it's all stormy and he hears the the sheep cry and you know um and what a shepherd would do to go after that lost sheep that one lost sheep and that you know and now we're going to talk about the lost coin but but all of these parables as they all line up i think of a couple things just right off the bat is what does the lost sheep got to do to be found cry out what does the coin do it just lays there doesn't Mm -hmm. even know it's lost and of course what does the son do he remembers where the father is. Mm-hmm. Father hasn't moved. Father's not lost. Shepherd's not lost. The woman sweeping the house is not lost. Mm-hmm. God is not lost. Mm-hmm. See, and, and and it's just we're the ones that are lost. We're the ones that have wandered away. We're the ones in rebellion. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think I think that I really appreciate the way that um, it's laid out because Jesus, you know. I think sometimes the Bible can be like really com- made complicated. Yeah, and it's not. It's not, and and that's you know the so the King of the Universe, God Himself, came down in the form of a human being, in order to communicate to human beings on their level, yeah. and He tells stories, something that they could look at and that they could recognize and relate to. And he said, this is how easy the kingdom of God is. How it's simple, not, yeah. Yeah, how, how easy and simple it is um, to understand about what the Father is like, what, what Jesus is like, and, and what their goal is for our lives. It's that simple. Yeah, remember, he's show, he says, show us the Father. And Jesus says, I've, I've been with you so long. Was it Thomas that asked? I can't even remember. Um, and he says... Who, who is Have it? I, I been with you, you for so, so long, long that you don't even know? You don't even know. I think it's Thomas. You, yeah, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right, it's in yeah. the book of John. I yeah, know that. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Jesus says, just watch me interact with you. This is how. This is what God does. And so God would have, and God is Jesus. Jesus, God, I don't, I don't 
know all the intricacies about all that. All I do know is that um, had God come instead of Jesus, or I guess God did come because he is Jesus. Anyway, you look at his, the example of his life and how he reached out to the brokenhearted and the wounded and the outcast people of the world, and that's what our God, that's the person that we worship and is the king of the universe. That's our leader. Yeah. He he looks at the, at the outcast of yep. humanity, and he wants to draw them yeah, to he, to help them and to recreate them and to to love them and sustain them. That that's that's the good news. Yeah, you know? and there's no secret. We're not. It's not a secret that we're messed up. No, it's no secret. God no. knows that we've wandered away. He knows. Absolutely. He knows that. And so he comes to our level and he right. says, "This is how it is." And so yeah. we see that you know this is how Jesus teaches. It's not just going to the scripture, but he he also goes to the book of experience. Yep. And that's humans. Experience, experience and relates to us on that human human level. Yeah, you know, and we, we talked about it in the last program about why that works and how that works, and uh, you you associate and you relate by experiences. And if you shared the same experience with someone else, and it doesn't matter whether it's drug addiction, alcoholism, shop work uh, addiction, yeah, Gamblers right. Anonymous, whatever it is, you're sharing some experience that you've had, and if you feel guilt over that experience. Then, when you share that experience after during your recovery, it's therapeutic, right? You say, you know, why this this is what I did, you know, and I thought I had it going on, and I really didn't have it going on, and 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 it's, it'll click in somebody's mind, saying, you know what, I thought I had it going on too, and I really don't have it going on, and, and so that's why sharing your experience, and so Jesus is trying to give us a little glimpse mm-hmm. of the distress mm-hmm. that God feels. When someone is lost, the right. distress of that shepherd, the distress of that woman looking for that piece of silver, mm-hmm. the dis- the total distress. In other words, and the longing get, of the father uh, waiting you, for the lost son or to come back. Right, and you can just get a little glimpse because God's distress is infinite. You know, right. he's so it's like the facet of a diamond. You, you the light shines and you see one sparkly thing, mm-hmm. and then it you see different, and it's all it's. His character is meant to reach each one of us, no matter where we are in right. our experience. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, the, um, and that's what, you know, that's why, you know, that you were talking about the um, recovery programs and 12-step programs and how they work. And it's about, you know, cleaning up your side of the street and then helping someone else to see that experience and see the relief that you've received and the new life you've received, and then helping them to have that same experience. Oh, yeah, and you know, if you're sharing, I know Susan and I, we, we're, we're in our own recovery program because we share our experiences all the time, you know, and, and it, it's been a big benefit for us to have one another, but but there's there's nothing worse than carrying around a burden that you you've done something, or there's something in your character that you continue to do, and you carry around this burden, and then finally you share it with someone, Mm-hmm. And they say, yeah, I know I did that too. Right. And you say, oh, okay, I'm not the only one on the planet that's carrying this burden. Right. And then you talk about it, and, and you talk about methods or or ways to crowd that behavior out or those feelings out because you've already asked for forgiveness. You've already gone to the person said you're sorry, but somehow it's still you're still carrying it around a little bit. And you share those experiences and say, and, and you know, when, when I tell, when I've told someone, you know, this is, 
this is what I've done. I feel really bad about it. And then they say, yeah, I know I did that too. And mm-hmm. this is what I did, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this is what I did and it helped me. And I'm, I think, okay, I'm not alone in this. Right. And I think the biggest part of, of recovery and especially recovery from selfishness is that being able to help another person. It's it. The therapeutic value, and we say this as one, of one alcoholic or one addict helping another or, or one human being right. helping another is unparalleled. Right. We can do things that doctors can't do. Right. And that is share an experience of drug addiction or alcoholism or whatever your the issue is you're working with, and 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 share how God has touched your heart, and how you're in the process of recovery from that. Because I believe recovery, even though I'm not um, actively using, I'm recovering from sin. Right. I'm recovering. All from of the, us are. All of us are still right. recovering. It's it's a, it's a, a lifelong process to recover from. There's a lot of scar tissue up here. Right. There's a lot of stuff going on, and God's untangling it. Well, all. and it's that battle with the with the human nature that we all have. You know, mm-hmm. like Paul says, the you know, there's that battle in Romans where um, he's struggling, knowing he should do something, but yet he does the wrong thing. And and God is like, you know, um, I know all that. There's so, nothing that you need to hide from me. What I want you, you know, you yeah. need to come to me. Come to me. And and I will, you know, let's let's yoke up together and and I can bear your burden and mm-hmm. I can help you to recover from that. Yeah. And so it's just um it's and so that's a that's a thing, you know, one person helping another person. That's why Jesus came. He came to help people. Yeah. You know, he it wasn't all about him giving sermons. It was out him it was about him going out and what he did and what how he helped people. Mhm. And yeah. that's, he was like a sermon in shoes, right? Yeah. And that's what God calls us to do is to go out and to be, you know, not human doings. Human beings. Human beings. Be, be that person. Well, yeah, you bet. Right. So after giving the parable of the lost sheep, Jesus told another one saying, what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she loses one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and diligently seek it until she finds it? Yeah, you know, in, in the East... In, in those days, the, the houses of the poor usually consisted of one room, often didn't have any windows, it was dark, and, the, you know, probably didn't get swept much. And if a piece of money fell on the floor, um, you know, it could be covered up in dirt and dust in no time. Right. So in, even in order to find it in the daytime, a candle would need to be lit, and the house would have to be swept thoroughly. Yeah. Now, also back in those days, the wife's marriage share, or what she got when she got married— usually consisted of pieces of money, pieces of silver, which she would most likely hold on to as one of her most prized or cherished possessions. And then she would naturally transfer that to one of her daughters later on. Now, the loss of one of these pieces of silver would be a serious mishap, if you will. And finding it would cause a lot of joy, and the neighboring women would come around and would celebrate. Right. And so Jesus is saying, when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. I love, love, love that that statement by Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, because can you just picture it in your mind's eye, the rejoicing of heaven with heavenly beings, sinless heavenly beings, that when one of us is brought back into the fold, that they're rejoicing. Well, and then look at the contrast. Look at the contrast between the distress of the woman mm-hmm. when she's trying to find it, right. and then think about the distress of, of, of God, you know, and, and trying to 
because he's not going to give up. He, remember, he washed Judas's feet. He right. is not going to give up. Right. Even though he, you know, and Jesus, it's so hard to, to imagine that, that God so, is just going to constantly, constantly, constantly try for us. Right, because we're told, and I think it's somewhere in Paul's writings, that we're a theater. Right to unfallen worlds. And yeah. so everybody's watching this this thing that's going on within this planet and within our hearts and within our minds, and they are desiring. I'm sure that there's a, a dark faction that desires our destruction, but the other side is desiring that we would be healed and we would be brought back. Do you th- ever think that maybe, I know I think about my guardian angel, maybe he goes back up to heaven and asks for maybe a more promising prospect. I don't know. No. Uh, you don't think so? No, I think they're like, oh, I like this one. He's giving me lots He's, of work to do. <laughs> I'm taking notes, huh? Yes. Take a lot of notes. Hey, everybody, look at this guy. But no, they, I think that they're, that they're, that they... Um, they thrive on helping. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the science of heaven. The science of heaven is, is that beneficence for everybody. You give... And you yeah. give, and you receive by you know you're giving, but you receive because as you give. the principle of love, yeah, absolutely. And, by, and love will conquer. Absolutely. See that, and this parable, like the parable of the lost sheep, it looks at the loss of something, which a good search it can you know can be recovered. But but the two parables, the the lost sheep and the and the lost coin, they represent two different lessons. Right, because the lost sheep know it's, knows that it is lost. Right. It has left the shepherd and the flock, and it can't be pulled through by itself. It represents those who realize that they are separated from God and who might even be in a cloud of confusion or it may be even humiliated. Right. The lost coin, of course, represents those who are pretty much lost but who have no sense of their condition. They're separated from God, but they aren't aware of it. They're in danger, but they're unconscious about the da- in the danger, and they're indifferent. And I've 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 been there. I've been totally unconscious about the danger I was in. And, mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So what about those? I mean, you know, Susan and I have our backgrounds, but what about those that are so steeped in religion? Um, that religion only feeds their ego because we because we see this in. As Jesus is telling these parables, the Pharisees are around, mm-hmm. and we see this example mm-hmm. that that, re, that that their religion is actually uh, an addiction to them. It's feeding their ego. Right. It right? hinders them from getting close to Jesus. R- right. And, and so we got to bring that down to today, because the ego is very cunning. The ego is very tricky. Mm-hmm. And the ego will tell you the more you understand Scripture, the words, the, the this and that— that the closer you are to God, and and that may not be the case, right? Because because we see that these guys were the expounders of Scripture, right? They could recite back and forth the words on the Bible, and so that like and, I, and and then they saw the picture that Jesus brought, and they hated it. They hated it. See, and and here's the deal, and and this is what it, an open mind for me. I had to have an open enough mind to embrace it, but. So, but spiritual growth is not done by addition. Mm-hmm. It's done by subtraction. Right. It's because for me, everything I thought I knew just wasn't so. Mm-hmm. Right? I was seldom right, but never in doubt. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we, the, I think the more we think we know something, the, maybe the more off base we can be. And what I knew f- yesterday, from yesterday to day, what I learned from yesterday to day might not be right. Right. I have to have an open enough mind 
to not be so settled into whatever I'm settled into because my ego is very cunning. Well, and I think too is the is the um, willingness to say, you know, that I that I don't know. I don't know. And, it's okay not to know. Right, and I and I think that's the the idea that Paul is trying to get across when he talks about obedience, having the willingness to be taught. To be taught by the teacher, mm-hmm. and and with that is humi- teachable, yeah, teachable and humility and willing to say, you know what, I'm wrong, or maybe I thought this in the past, but you know what, I was wrong about it, and mm-hmm. I'm willing to say I'm wrong because I don't know, and um, and I think maybe that's maybe where the Pharisees maybe got hitched up a little bit is yeah. that we know all this, right? And here we already comes know this this hoodlum in, yeah, and and he's exhibiting. Godlike features and godlike characteristics, and they hated him and they crucified him because, for it. Because, and I think one of the things we miss sometimes is godlike features and attributes have to deal with your nature. Okay. And intelligence has nothing to do with nature. Okay. Remember, Solomon was the wisest man in the world, right. but he couldn't control his nature. Right. And Jesus came to address the problems we have with our nature. Mm-hmm. Not, your, mean, not our intelligence. Not our intelligence. He didn't come to address that. Right. And so... And right, so when you go to the gifts of the Spirit... Yeah, 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 exactly. What are they? Gentleness, kindness, meekness, self-control, self-mastery. Right. He's, he came to address those things that draw us away, the selfishness right. in us. You know, and I think, and, and I, and I uh, one of my friends and I have been talking about um, management. Mm-hmm. And in management, one of the main things that I'm learning now is you don't ask who, you ask what. Right. Because if you're asking who, you're looking for some, 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 someone to blame. Mm-hmm. But if you ask what process failed, now you're into the solution already. Okay, right. let's refine the process. Now, naturally, you may find someone that maliciously did something wrong, but very rare. Usually you have a process problem. Mm-hmm. But, but if our nature is to look for someone to blame constantly, we're going to do it at work, we're going to do it at home, we're going to do it everywhere. Look, don't, so don't look at who, look at what. What process failed and how can you make it better? Same thing in your recovery. You know, what process is failing right now? Why am I, why am I still this way or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, that's an important concept because we're in self-protection mode all the time, aren't we? Absolutely. Right, all the time. Let's see. So um, in the parable, Jesus teaches that even those who are unresponsive to God are still the objects of, of his sympathetic love and that they will be pursued so that they may be brought back to God. You know what? That's really important that God even— I'm I mean, thankful for that. Yeah, because I'm unresponsive a lot of the time. And I have been and I continue to be many times, but yet God is still there. He's still there. He's still— you know, and the sheep, it wandered away from the fold. It was lost in the wilderness or in the mountains, but the piece of silver, it was lost in the home. It was close, but it still could only be recovered through a thorough search. And once again, we see God as the searcher, God right. as the one. Right, searcher. right. Even though the coin was lying in the dust and the dirt, it's still a piece of silver. And that's important. That's right. The, the owner looks for it because it is of value. It's the same with every every single person on this planet, every soul, however messed up by sin, is still precious in the sight of God. Yeah, and if you think about it, and remember when, when they tried to trick Jesus and he said, well, well, whose who's picture's on, on this coin? Remember, they, they, mm-hmm. they showed him the coin, should we render, you know, and he said render unto Caesar. Well, that, 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 that silver, 
coin, it, it bears the image of the governing power. Right. Right? And so it is with man. See, in man and his creation bore the image of God. Right. And so has as faint as, remember he said, let us make man in our image. Right. So as faint as that image may still be, um, we're still made in the image of God. Right, because even though we have the influence of sin, um, it's really damaged mankind. We still have traces of this image that remain on every person. That's right. And God desires to recover this this soul and to retrace it back to his own image of goodness. That's his goal for every single human being, not for just Christians who claim to believe in God, but for every human being, mm-hmm. they're important mm-hmm. in the sight of God. Yeah, yeah, and it's incredible how far down a person can go, how far away from the image of God we've gotten, how far Susan and I went, and you know, and that's why we like working in the prisons because um, it, it's we see ourselves there so much, mm-hmm. and we see God bringing people back, you know, bringing them back. It's and almost like you can see the transformation. You it's can amazing. see it. It's amazing. It yeah. is so rewarding to see God's power at work, just to love drawing, drawing these women, you know, and, it, and it's, um, it's healing. It's therapeutic for us. Absolutely. Um, it's, you know, it's hard work to find that person inside, you know, mm-hmm. the, the child, if you will, within, because for that newborn Christian to emerge, that is a miracle in and of itself, isn't right. it? But someone has to be there to help nurture that person along on the new path, the path that seems so foreign and so difficult to walk. That's right. And what do we do? We light the candle, That's right. just like the parable That's says. That's beautiful. And we search the Word of God, and it is by light that we can help them find their way. These people are also God's property, and we are answerable to him for our management of his property. That's right. And so we need to search our own hearts and examine our own habits and practice and be that light that God calls us to be. That's exactly right. See, the woman in the parable searches carefully for her lost coin. She lights the candle, sweeps the house. She removes everything that might obstruct her search, and she won't stop searching until that piece is found. Right, because what if a family member is lost to God? Sometimes the closest to us are the hardest to reach. Isn't that so? Yeah. You know? And, of course, every day we meet those that aren't interested in God. We talk with them. We visit them. But sometimes it's hard to show interest in their spiritual welfare. Um, and, of course, one of the things, one of my pet peeves is do we only present the literal name of Jesus or do we actually present his character because... Remember, that's what the name means, isn't it? Right. The Bible says that the saved have the Father's name written in their forehead. It's a metaphor speaking about the character. They have the Father's character. They love others more than they love themselves. That's it. Put it simply, they love God's way. They love. Jesus said in John seventeen four through 6, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which you have gave me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto men, which thou have given me out of the world. They were thine, and thou gave them to me, and they have kept thy word. He said, I've manifested their na- your name. Right. In other words, I've showed them who you are. I've right. showed them your character. That's what it means. And, and so part of that character was that he actually allowed his creation to nail him to a cross and then forgave them for doing it. That's right. He didn't retaliate in the human way. He retaliated by forgiving them. That's right. He did. He retaliated by forgiving them. And, and, and that's just an amazing thing with him.
God's character. Um, we need to, and that's why we need to forgive others. Because what's the value of a soul? You know, how do we know its worth? Yeah, how do we know a soul's worth? And Jesus, through these parables, is kind of showing us that. He's kind of showing us um, this distress and and what he's, you know, what a person would be willing to do go th- to go through for a coin or a or a sheep or whatever. And he's he's laying that foundation for us to see a little glimpse inside the heart of God. That's right. Just a little glimpse inside the heart heart of God, just by giving us a very few very simple stories. Right. It's fascinating and it's wonderful. And isn't it's, it? you can you can just imagine on it for for days. That's right. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up here, folks. So please drop us a line if you can. We'd love to hear from you. www.justasiamministries.com or give us a call nine one six six four five one two nine seven. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Do I love them? Can I feel his pain and his need? Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, possibly caught up in unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg, past addicts, are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, please call 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.